On the Healthy Human Revolution podcast, Dr. Lori Marbus interviews nutrition and lifestyle medicine experts and extraordinary guests whose informative and inspiring stories will empower you with the knowledge to transform your life and health. All right, welcome to the podcast. I'm Dr. Lori Marbus, and today I'm so honored to have Elaine Lalane, or Lala is known for short. How are you today, ma'am? Oh, I- <laughs> I am just great, honey, and uh, it's a pleasure to be here and a pleasure to see you. (laughs) Oh, well, I will tell you, I have been a huge fan for a very long time, and um, I am just tickled to death, and I've been telling people I get to interview you today, and there are some jealous people, I will say, so (laughs) (laughs) Um, can we start with how your journey started to, before you, you know, what was going on before you met Jack, what was it like when you met him? And then just kind of how everything evolved because you have such a tremendous story. (laughs) Well, I was, okay, well, I'll go back where I was born. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds good. I love it. I was born in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And uh, I, uh, well, I I came out here in California during World War II, before the war ended. And uh, I was swimming in the Minneapolis Aqua Follies that summer in 1945. And uh, we used to go over and, and during, you know, it gets pretty cold in Minneapolis. And uh, so in the wintertime, we would, I would go over to the university, of, uh, the university on a streetcar and practice and uh, for the, you know, all winter long to do the, the follies. And then we would have 10 days of this aquatennial and we would swim in the afternoon and swim in the nighttime. But uh, so I was in good shape in those days. Well, moving to California in 1945, I came out to visit my, I'd lost my, my boyfriend in uh, Iwo Jima. And um, so I came out to visit my, my um, cousins and, um, and I stayed. And I, I, <laughs> I was going to the University of Minnesota and, um, and then, and I was, I wanted to go into radio. I never heard, we didn't know anything about television. And um, so I wanted to go into radio. And so I was had an opportunity to go to uh, NBC in Los Angeles, NBC Radio Institute, uh, UCLA. At, at U, it was actually at NBC, it was a UCLA um, credit. So I, uh, that's when I, uh, I, I got it, kind of got into radio, finally. But I let myself go. And then I had moved to San Francisco. And I was, um, I was working, um, I, I was uh, uh, modeling. I went to a model agency and I, I was modeling. And then we, they used to send us, I was too short to be a runway model. So I, I get all these jobs that I could go to the, I, I demonstrated at these conventions, I demonstrated blow torches and hospital beds and all sorts of stuff. And I always got an invitation to, to, to go to work for them. So I'm, uh, I'm one day I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, de- now I'm, I'm, dem- now I've got another job. I'm, I've got, I'm demonstrating 45 record players and I'm at the Emporium. And, and it's a big department store in, in San Francisco, it was. And so I'm, I'm, I'm showing all these 45 records and somebody comes up to me and says, 
can I get Bing Crosby on? I said, no, you can't get Bing Crosby, but you can get, because Columbia had Bing Crosby on, and they had the, the 33 and the third records. And when these were little 45. And so I said, no, but you can get Perry Como. He sounds just like him. <laughs> well, this fellow was, was a, a, a disc jockey in San Francisco, and he was also appearing at, at the department store doing something else. He heard me and came over, and he says, I'm starting a television show. <laughs> he says, how would you like to join? How would you like to be? Come on with me. And he says, <laughs> Uh, and I said, well, he says, come over and meet me at KYA in, in, in San Francisco. I said, oh, okay. And so I came over um, and he interviewed me and he said, no, he said, do you think you could have a show ready by Tuesday? This was like <laughs> like the, the week before. And I, I, I had no idea what I was doing. I said, yes. And, he's, <laughs> and then he said, Oh, well, he says, call, all right, now call Bill Blake over to the Golden Gate Theater, call this one, call the Kern and the Geary, and we'll get a lot of people, you know, that came up to do shows in the Kern and Geary in San Francisco. That Those were um, where they show all these, uh, you know, uh, well, you know, the, the, the live shows, you know. The, gotcha. Oh, okay. Yeah. So like the, the, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. So anyway... <laughs> So that's how I, so that's, that's how, did how it, I got how, into television. How did it go? How was your first show? Perfect. <laughs> anyway, we, we um, so I, uh, I got all these people and I was, oh my gosh, you don't, and we, we had to go, we had to, had to do interviews and all the show out of the transmitter. The transmitter was on top of. Of a, of a mountain, which was um, Twin Peaks, wow. San Francisco, at Sutro Mansion. And our and we had a, the, the ballroom of the Sutro Mansion on top of this mountain. Um, and oh, Sutro was a big name in San Francisco. And uh, so, so um, that's where I sat on the floor calling people, you know, oh, <laughs> that, that, that week before. And so we'd get, we'd, uh, and people would get lost up there coming up to the mountain because they could, they, oh. the interviews, and, and then I would be, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? So I would grab anybody. <laughs> I would, if you were walking through, I said, you're on, you're on television. We're going to interview But so I did, I was what they call a girl Friday in those days. Today, I I would be a co-host. They wouldn't use that word, but anyway. Oh my! So God. that's how I got into television. So now I'm. So now I'm booking the show, and I've got, uh, and I'm appearing on it, and uh, so, <laughs> so I get this call from Oakland, California. I've got this guy who can do push-ups through your whole show. I said, Oh, that's great. So, <laughs> we. And not 90 minutes, honey. We had a 12-piece orchestra left over from radio. Oh. And they weren't working, so Les made sure they got work. <laughs> and then we had a, also a, we, uh, we had also had a radio show um, that would go, uh, I think even to Boulder, it, would, when it was a big, it was one of those shows cool. that went all over. Anyway, so now, I, so now this guy comes over and he does push-ups through the whole show. His name is Jack LaLanne. 
And honey, I started in television in 
It, mm. They hit, he says, exercise go hand in hand. Mm. You can't have one without, can't have one without the other. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so oh, you, you stopped smoking. And then how did the romance blossom? I mean, he's a pretty handsome guy. So tell me, tell me a little bit about that. Three years later. Three years. <laughs> he used to ask me out and I said, no, I, I, I don't think so. Uh, you know, I, in those days, they, they wanted to, they made, in the movies, they made people with muscles and everything, not much upstairs. Well, I, uh, you know, he was so dynamic, you know, but I wasn't uh, in, interested in going out and, you know, so, but, so he kept asking me out. And so one night I said, okay, we went out and we went to a, a, the Huntington Hotel and had a couple glasses of wine. I mean, you know, with the group that we had uh -huh. a glass of wine before we went to dinner. And then, um, so I'm talking there, was sitting there and having, talking and gosh, I was thinking, he's smart. He's got a brain. So then we went to dinner and we had to wait um, because it was a new restaurant in town and there was six of us. So when we walked into his place next door, it was another, it was like a, a, a bar, but it had a piano bar and a, you know, so they said, Jack used to sing a lot around town, you know, because he's a beautiful singing voice. So the pianist said, hey, Jack, come over here and sing a song. And so we went over to the, the piano bar and Jack sings, because you're mine. Da, 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 de, da, da, da. I thought, oh my God, he sings too. <laughs> and so now he's got a brain and he sings and and he'd, we'd already danced at a company party, you know, at KGO. And, I, and he was a good jitterbugger. And so I, <laughs> he was a good dancer. <laughs> so that what was- What more does he need to check off? <laughs> that was the beginning of our romance. And everybody says, oh boy. I said, and he said to me, oh my gosh, that body. I mean, that must have, I said, honey, I didn't fall in love with his body. I fell in love with his brain. Oh my goodness! That so that's is the story beautiful. of my romance. So and how I, long until you got married? We went together. Then after that, we went to get. We knew each other for like three years, <laughs> or two years, or whatever. And then uh, we went together six years before we were married. Wow. And then, uh, and then, uh, so and then we were married fifty-two years. <laughs> oh my goodness, that's amazing! And you have yeah. children too. Yes, right. Wow, so. that's phenomenal. And now, one of your kids is in Hawaii. He makes surfboards. Is that right? Yeah, John and John makes surfboards in, uh, in Hawaii. And um, and but he's here now. He's is he's making surfboards here because he got stuck. Oh, <laughs> stuck here. <laughs> a little COVID the, got in the way, huh? And a little COVID got in the way. And now, if he goes home. He's got to be quarantined for 14 days and he can't get out and buy materials to, mm. to make his surfboard so he can't work there. Wow. So his poor wife is over there. Oh my goodness. 
Now, well, do you have grandchildren and or great grandchildren? No, I, we don't have any grandchildren. They, they didn't get. They, my kids didn't get married until they're about forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well. <laughs> so how? Tell us how did this evolve? So you you were dating Jack before you got married. Were you on the show with him before you got married, or was it after? No, you got no, married? I. Uh, what happened is that the fellow I was working with, you know, he wanted to buy a radio station. He, he wanted to leave television. Mm. And he bought this radio, um, country and western radio station in San Mateo. And he asked me if I would go work with him. And I said, yeah, I said, of course. And he, he fired everybody <laughs> on the station and he made it a country and western. And uh, so I'm, uh, you know, I'm, not only do it, I'm doing a radio show, selling this, and also doing things for him. And then Jack, uh, one, I, we were dating at that time. And uh, so I said, see, we were both so busy. We didn't have time to go get married. <laughs> and we didn't live together. I mean, but right. but um, in those days, you know, it's different. it was different. But uh, anyhow, uh, so I... Um, I know I lost my train of thought. I was. You were so busy that you didn't get married. You were in San Mateo and Jack. Yeah, that's married. right. And he, so we, um, so we, I was um, doing everything under, under the sun for this radio station, and uh, including writing commercials. You know. Oh wow. And so I learned a lot from him. I, I learned. There's one thing I learned: switch the pitch. <laughs> oh, tell us what that means. Well, you know, in other words, people go along and they, there's two sides to every story. Mm. You know, if you're telling, if you're selling a product, you've got to switch it around and, and, and sh show that there's this side, that side, and also, you know, instead of saying that uh, it's, it was, um, it's hard to explain, but anyway, uh, he, he taught me a lot about, about selling and about, about business and 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 then Jack, at that time, wanted uh, he needed somebody over in his studio over there, not his studio. He had somebody running his studio, but somebody to take care of all the you know the products and and the um, and all the uh, the mail that was coming in. Oh wow! So he kept after me, and so. After I got less all got you know organized and, and he was all set, then I went to work with Jack, and that's when I, and then I used I said I'll never. I lived in South San Francisco. He lived in Alameda. I said I'll never um, drive across that Bay Bridge and to work. And of course, every time I've said I'm never going to do something. <laughs> Never say never, 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 never say never. <laughs> every, if you say never, you're going to end up doing it. So I, every day I'm driving across that Bay Bridge. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then so, in 1959, we were married. And then we, oh, we wow. went nationwide. And then, uh, and, uh, and then I, and so one day he said to me, you know, I'm, I'm going to, uh, uh, going to LA and we're gonna I'm doing a show live down there on KTTV and he says you're gonna do the show up here I said oh <laughs> <laughs> you know, all my lectures that I'm 
that you set me up. I'm driving him to the airport and I'm, I'm crying kind of. Oh. I don't think I can do it. He says, look, if you know your subject, you can speak on it. Oh, that, that hit me right between the eyes. Yeah, I do know my subject mm -hmm. and you could speak on it. So that changed my whole thinking. See, attitude is, has a lot to do with, with what you do in life. I have a, I, I'm going to deviate right now. Wonderful. And I'm going to tell you about attitude. I'm going to tell you about a word called arch. It started out as arc. Actually, it just started out as three words, uh, three, three words, in which Maria Shriver asked me about. Could give me three words. I want to write it on, you know, she has a Sunday paper. Give me three words that have made you live this long or helped you live this long. And I thought to myself, oh, my three words. I can't think of three words. Then I thought of attitude, um, resistance, and consistency. Hmm. That's an arc. And you know how I was telling John, my son, about it, and he said, Mom, that's an arc. Yeah, that isn't that's it's an art. So your attitude is, you know, is how you think and you can have a positive one, you can have a negative one. And you like to be around people who are always complaining and have a terrible attitude and they just oh they're all down. Mm -hmm. I don't like to be around those people. Right. You know, or if I am, I like to pep him up. You know, Jack was great at that. <laughs> he'd find somebody was down and he'd eat. And, and they weren't laughing or anything. He'd, he'd, do, he'd, he'd make them laugh. <laughs> he had a wonderful sense of humor. So that's your ad attitude. Okay, your resistance. Think about resistance. Resistance and resisting the foods that undermining your life. Like I resisted, I started broiling everything I used to fry. I did you know, all these things, you know, that I, I changed my, you know, changed it all around. Mm -hmm. When I, I said, oh, I, I'm not frying this, I'm broiling it. You know, I'm gonna, or I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, no, this is white sugar, I'm not gonna use white sugar. So those are the, my attitude was changing that. And I, but you need resistance also not only resisting to food, but the resistance. Put your hand on your shoulder. Your, okay. Okay, put it out. Okay. Now squeeze your fist real tight, real tight, real tight. Bring it up, bring it up, bring it up, bring it up. What does that resistance do? It makes that muscle work. Yes, very and, good. And doctors certainly know that. So, <laughs> uh, so anyway... That's, um, so there's a resistance. So we got, now we, now we got an A and we got an R. And now we got C, consistency. So if you're consistent in all these things, then you've got it made, you know, because if you're not consistent, you might as well just go down the tube, you know, I mean, you've got to be consistent about everything. Right. So then I was thinking about H. Because I love the word harmony. Mm. I love to have harmony in my life. And um, 
So then I said, if I add an H, that'll make an arch. <laughs> that's wonderful. <laughs> so that's my arch. <laughs> Fantastic. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful sentiment to how we should live our lives. I think absolutely, right? Your, yeah. your emotions drive your, your behaviors and that really right. is important. So yeah, right. amazing. So right. how, how did you, how did you go from, you know, you got married in 1959 and then what was the, I mean, you had juicing and you had all these books and travels so like, yeah. Well, well, your favorite. In, in 1959, before we were, um, before uh, before uh, we went, you know, on film or, or tape, um, we, um, Jack would fly to LA and he would do the show live down KTTV. I would do the show live in San Francisco. Then I, the next week I would fly to LA <laughs> and he would fly back. Oh, wow. So I would always say, well, Jack will be back next week. And then, then you know, and down south, I'd say, Jack will be back next week. <laughs> and that went on until we got on a film and, and tape. And, uh, and then we were able to send them. And then we moved to, in 1959, we moved to LA. And then we were able to send the tapes back to San Francisco. And then we went all over the country syndicated, which we called bicycling the shows. We take this... We, Jack would do five shows in LA. We take those five shows and then send them uh, to three parts of the country. In other words, th that, those five shows not next week went to, to San Francisco, San Francisco to Portland, to Seattle, and then all around in, in the West. And then there was the Middle West and then there was the East. And that's how we did, did after filming Wow. So um, that's um, so it was it was um, it was a really a pioneering uh, pioneering project. <laughs> I mean that's incredible. So did you know him when he opened up? I would think his his gym um, for the first time. That was really interesting. The resistance, even he said, mentioned as a physician, I would be excited for patients to be exercised. He mentioned several articles that there was resistance even in the medical community. To, to go to Jack's place and work out. Yeah. So, um, I, I didn't get all of that. Oh, was there, was there any, what was it like when people would resist, you know, cause back in the day that might've been. Oh yes. Some... Oh, people, 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 um, Jack really, um, got people interested in, in, in exercising back when we've started exercising was not popular it was mm -hmm. it was like you'd get muscle bound i if i heard it once when i was young uh, they would get muscle bound and uh, jack had uh jackie Jen jensen well, no you probably wouldn't remember or, or know his name but he was uh he was a famous baseball player and he yeah in oakland and he um uh, he had to get a key to work out in at five o'clock in the morning uh, when he wasn't, you know, work, was wasn't playing baseball. And um, the coach, coaches, they they would not believe in in, in working out with weights. Hmm. It, it, they would get muscle bound. Uh, I had a, a friend who was a pro golfer, uh, and this was even in the. Uh, 
sixties. Uh, her coach told her she'd get, you know, she should work out with weights. Wow. But, but, um, but now, of course, it's all different, you know. Mm-hmm. But, but he was prof- he he had all these pr- football players, and he had all these guys that were, uh, you know, f- professional baseball players and f- football players working on his place. But he had to give them, and he, they couldn't tell their coaches. They had, he, but wow. that's, how, that's what how he got started too, you know. What What's your favorite memory of the fifty-two years you were married? What was your favorite memory of your life together? Every day, Aww. every day. You know, I I don't have anything favorite. I don't have a best friend. I don't have a favorite anything because I I I just feel that everybody's individualized in this world, and we there's no two grains of sand alike. There's no two leaves on the trees alike. There's nothing you know. We're all individualized, and when I f- think of a friend, I think of, oh, I think of them as just so special. And everybody, you're very special to me right now, Aww. you know, because I love your smile. I love your, the way you, you know, you're just, you just, you're, you're, you just look like you're so caring. Oh. I all patients just love you. But, I hope so. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> but. That, that's that's the way I felt, and and I just don't seem to want to have anything, you know, favorite. Mm. So I I can talk. I have lots of favorite memories. I mean, you know, but most of them are all favorites. Yes. <laughs> but well, I have. Uh, did you want a memory? Is that what you? Yeah. Want? Tell me. Tell okay, me. Okay, I'll tell you. I'll tell you a funny one. You okay, I love it. One? Yes. Okay. Okay. Now, Jack decides to get, now we decide to take up water skiing, okay? Okay. So he decides to get a boat. Okay, now he gets a boat, a brand new boat. He gets, a, you know, the thing to carry it in and then he's got, a, he's got a Cadillac. And so now we're putting the boat down into the water and Jack says, okay, get in. And I, I get in and he says, okay, start the motor. I said, doesn't it have gears? <laughs> He says, start the motor. The motor starts right up into the car, dents the car, ruins all the, ruins the, uh, the brand new boat with the, you know, the motor. Oh, no. Motors, you know, the, the, the things that go around. The other rotors, yeah. Yeah. So, oh my goodness! I have so many funny men. <laughs> yeah. Oh so my goodness! Then, I, then he said, um, "I said, oh, oh dear." I said, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry." He says, "It's only material things." He never. I saw him. He uh, <clears throat> he had a houseboat. We had a houseboat, and he opened the window one day and like that, and the watch fell off. It <laughs> had diamonds in it. Oh no! And I said, oh, my gosh. He says, it's only material things. Because, you know, he said those things, you know, they're, they can be replaced and they're not, it's not that important. Right. You know, material things are not that important in life. It's how you live your life. It's, uh, and, and if you're honest and sincere and you, and you do what you say you're going to do, you know, you're, but 
if you don't, you're, you're, you're going to, somehow you're not going to be able to live with yourself. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Live with, live with your, your, your morals and motives and everything, which, yeah. which is interesting because, um, I really, I, when I, when Chef AJ introduced us, which was so kind of her, I didn't realize you had put out a book as well. And I started reading about you. It was just such a really fun to learn about you. And can you share with a little bit about your book, if you, you want to live Moo? Cause oh, yeah. Well, it's got three. Um, I have my book. Uh, it's, it has, it has, um, it's, Eight minutes a day gets you on your way. In other words, we feel we don't have you don't have to be perfect. And I made I I, I wrote it with Jamie Brenkus, and uh, and and he came up. He wanted to do a book with me, and he wanted to do a book putting the boom back into boomers. I said I <laughs> love that. I love that title. That's what got me in. <laughs> and so um, we took Jack's saying. If you want to live, move, and um, so that's how we got. If you want to live, move, and then we then we decided to put putting the boom back, because uh, Jamie was getting to the point where he was getting to be uh, close. To, uh, he was a, a boomer, and yeah. he it was fifty. He was fifty eight years old, and he felt that he you know wanted to get everybody that's as a boom. The boomers are not, you know, the boomers were all gone whole at one time. Mm -hmm. and they sort of like have let things go. So that, that's why he wanted to write this book and he wanted to do it with me. So I said, well, that's, yeah, I'd like to do it. And we have three parts to it. Mm -hmm. So we have, we have, um, we have, uh, let's see, here's, here it is right here. We got all sorts of things in there. I got it at the end. I got you know talk about my television show. We've got Elaine and Jack's journey. Yes. So yes. We, got, we have. It's a, it's a really awesome book, and yeah, we the, have three parts to it: reshape, mm -hmm. um, and um, we first of all we 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 inspire you, and we, we want to reshape you. And um, first of all, we want to renew you, and then we want to reshape you. And the renew part has got, you know, it's 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 got a lot of uh, inspiration in it and, and gets you going. And then uh, we want to move your body, and that's reshape. And then then when then we want to refuel it. And, and, and Jamie in there has a he wrote this um, uh, book uh, eight minutes. Uh, this eight-minute workout in the late 90s and um so we took some of that and then we've got pictures of jack in there yeah. we've got pictures of me uh doing exercise there's jack there's jack and i <laughs> oh it's a sexy couple there that's i'm almost 60 years old there oh my goodness and, uh, and then we've got uh, pictures with where there's jack there's a picture of jack in there um uh, uh. And then at the end, I'll show you a picture of me on the, uh, on the, on the television. Uh, there's one in, uh, me on the television here. That's, that's me on television. Uh, the Les Malloy show. Awesome. Yeah. So that's what, that's what the set looked like. Wow. <laughs> that, that could have been at the Sutro Mansion there. Wow. 
incredible. Anyway. So what, what do you think, I mean, are you still doing push-ups? <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I, uh, I hurt my shoulder, but I, I do a lot of push-ups on the wall. Yeah. And I do them on the, I sink, you know, okay. and uh, I do, you know, I can, I'll do like, I Wow. <laughs> I don't know if you can see me do this. Yes, I can. Yes, I think that's fabulous. You're amazing. Yeah, I can still do a push-up, but um, it's, uh, uh, I, I don't want to, you know, uh, I, um, I kind of ruined my rotator cuff. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah, we, those can be yeah. a little tough for sure. Yeah, but, but, but if I keep my hands close to my body, you know, yeah. my doctor said to keep them most. And so push-ups, you keep your hands close. And I, I still work out every day. Uh, I, I have a little routine I do. I don't work out as hard as I used to do it, but. <laughs> right. Well, that's okay too. It's, it's an yeah. adjustment as things happen. So what, what do you think about the state of the health of America right now? Like, what do you, what do you think is the way out of it? Like all these people with chronic disease and overweight and hypo i mean this is my these are my patients you know that's always you know that's always been it seems i uh since um uh, since i first got involved in in this uh uh it's there's always somebody who who's not um who just lets go you know when they need to be inspired they need to be inspired um and uh, I don't know. I don't know how how to inspire them. The only thing is, um, you when the teacher is when the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Mm. And uh, and it seems that some people have to have to um, go downhill to the point where they have to come back uphill again. Mm. And um, I, I I I don't know the answer. I I. Uh, you know, it's the, the the it's it's so wonderful to see the health industry. I mean, the the fitness industry exploding. Jack said in the '60s or the '70s, he said this industry is going to explode, mm. and it has exploded. The only thing there's always those that are are not exploding. <laughs> They're not going along with the explosion. <laughs> right. They're just kind of sitting on but, the couch still. But the thing is that, but, but there's always somebody uh, waking up, you know, we have to wake them up and, and uh, we need people to, uh, to keep it up and keep up, keep, keep, keep the, keep the message going. Yes. But you cannot, Jack would never tell anybody you should do this, you should do that. The minute you say to somebody, you should do this, they go the opposite way. Mm. They're not going to do that. I mean, I don't know. It's just nature, I guess, or whatever. <laughs> but if you be the example mm. and you say, well, oh, look what happened. I just, you know, or, or you just don't try to tell anybody what to do. Mm. People don't want to be told what to do. They're, they think they're smart enough. They, they know that they're smart enough to know what to do. Mm. Uh, so we, Absolutely. 
I I don't think anybody wants to be told what to do. do no, and I'm I'm just like that. So I have yeah. a question. So Jack did some pretty incredible feats, right? Um, yeah. Pulling tugboats. <laughs> I mean. I think I told you before we started how he's truly inspired my youngest, Gabriel, who's actually doing his first Ironman or half Ironman triathlon today. And yeah, it's a swimming and the biking and the running. And he just thinks, you know, he's just so incredibly inspired. So what was it that in my mind, I mean, I'm, I exercise and I eat right and do all those things, but not to an extreme to the point of like, whoa <laughs> you know so what 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 were those conversations like he's like i think i'm going to pull some tugboats with people for my <laughs> whatever well where did yeah. that come from well it, it all started out jack jack loved to swim you know he had a football injury uh in high school the do doctor said he'd never walk again and um which he was able to rehabilitate himself uh, and uh, get through into the service with uh, in World War II. He was in Guadalcanal and Suba, but he was for what they call four F. That he, he he was not fit for uh, service um, because he couldn't do a full squat. And um, but he kept trying, and then the luck would have it when he was going through, and he didn't. The doctor didn't make him do a full squat. And he was doing handstands and all this stuff and walking on his hands and walking all over, you know, to try to get into the service. And um, the doctor that operated and told him he'd never walk again was the doctor that was the examining doctor. That's how he got into the service. Oh, my goodness. So <laughs> but anyway, that's a, that was a sideline there. Yeah. But... Uh, this your question was I didn't how, yeah how did he how did he decide to start pulling oh, yeah. the tugboats um, and the, I mean just fascinates yeah. me <laughs> well in the when you're uh, in the 1950s you know um he that's when he decided to do it and uh this first his first feat of, of pulling a boat or whatever or just swimming from Alcatraz to the mainland handcuff oh. he said he was going to do it handcuff oh my God. okay so this was done because uh, he felt, in those days, everybody said, oh, you're 40 years old, you're over the hill. Oh. You know, uh, you, you're, now you're going downhill, you know, you're over the hill. And, uh, and people thought they were old at 40. Mm. And um, so he decided that he would show people that, look, if I can do this, at 40 years old, 41 years old, then then you should be able to uh, do some exercises, you know, and, mm -hmm. or you should be able to, you're not over the hill. Because when people get these things in their mind, Jack said, everything be, starts in the mind. He said, what moves your finger? <laughs> what moves your toes? What, you know, what moves your arms? Mm -hmm. he said, everything starts up here. And then he was a great big, he was great on, on the mind. And so uh, that's when, that's when uh, he, he decided to do it. And then every year he would do it different one. He, when he was 40, he swam underneath the Gold Gate Bridge with uh, two ta uh, air tanks underwater. 
and they, they had just enough air to get to the other side on wow. the two tanks. But, um, and then his 41, he did the one from handcuffed. And then he started, then he started doing things, you know, all sorts of different things. Oh my goodness. Cause Alcatraz, that's a good distance. I, I've been in a ferry from you know, San Francisco well, to- There's yes. seven tides, very strong tides around yeah. the Alcatraz. Yeah. And you have to do it at slack tide. Otherwise you're swept out to sea. Oh, I mean, wow. Swept right out to sea. That's uh, very strong there. So that's why it's so dangerous um, because, and those tides around Alcatraz are, to direct through those, it would be. And it's cold. It's cold. cold. Yeah. <laughs> on, his, on his 60th birthday, he decided he'd do it again. So he said, you know, I think I'll, on my 60th birthday, he said, I'll, I'll, um, I'll swim from Alcatraz to the mainland, we'll handcuff. This time I'll be feet shackled and I'll tow a thousand, tow, I'll tow a thousand pound boat. I said, you gotta be nuts. <laughs> <laughs> How did he come up with these ideas? I don't know. <laughs> he's so, he's so, so he says, go down at the, don't go down on La Brea and get me a, a five, a, a, a hundred pound or whatever it was, a, a 50 pound bag of ice or whatever it was. So I had to bring the, this ice back. He'd sit in the bathtub with his bathing suit. And then I would pour ice over him and he'd sit in the bathtub for an hour getting used to the, uh, the ice, uh, ice water. <laughs> How else did he train? I mean, that, that. Train. He trained for a month before that, uh, that one because it was handcuffed, shackled and oh. towing a thousand pound boat. So. And one day he calls, now he's in San, you know, now he's up in San Francisco. And this is all going to be in my new book. Um, uh, my, my new book is going to be uh, with uh, another author, Greg Justice. It's going to be Pride and Discipline, the, the Legacy of Jack Elaine in his own oh. words and oh. those he's inspired. But so, so now, um, that'll be out next year. Oh. But... But he, um, he, he, he got to San Francisco and one day he calls me up and he says, oh my gosh. He says, I got, I got somehow I got into the, to the, uh, the weeds in the, in the, in the, in the, in the, well, there's a little spot that coming uh, from Alcatraz and then there, and coming into San Francisco, there's an opening and then in that opening, there was some of those uh, seaweed, mm. and uh, he got caught in that. He says, "I don't know. I thought almost." He says, "I almost drowned." I said, "Oh, oh my goodness gracious! <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh!" So, uh, I mean, just like I can't imagine growing up and having you know you and Jack as parents. I can't fathom what a joy that must have been for your kids and such a great yeah. examples of living and because many of us are not so blessed had had that and I think that's just so wonderful but you know so just a few last questions but also was the you sent also with your book cooking with Jack and I love this ideas of the recipes and your cooking at home and this is going back for so many decades before 
you know, fast food was available and stuff. So what is your favorite thing to eat now? What's your favorite recipe? <laughs> well, you know, let me tell you this. I, as I say, you know, I don't have any favorites, but this oh, is yeah, that's true. The, first time I, the first time I ever, uh, that Jack ever cooked for me, I said, well, I don't, I don't have anything, you know, much to, and he said, oh, well, let said, let's get some. So he got three, three kinds of zucchini. You know, he got zucchini and uh, the three kinds of, and then he put in some uh, turkey, ground turkey, uh -huh. and then mixed it all up and and uh, I, onions and I thought, what's I mean, what are what he did is he mixed a whole uh, a whole wonderful dinner, you know, uh, just by throwing a lot of vegetables in it and a little bit of ground turkey and. And uh, there you go. <laughs> it was when he won you over through your stomach, right? In his brain. <laughs> well, he taught me to cook. You know, I mean, I, 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 I said I don't have anything. He said, Oh, we'll, we'll fix something. He, he could make a gourmet meal out of anything. <laughs> and then, of course, after we were married, um, you know, he, <laughs> I'm the one that was doing the cooking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I think that is just wonderful. So one last question before you, because I know I've kept you over uh, an hour. Well, I don't care. You know, I, you, you, when you get going with me, you know, I can, I can go forever. <laughs> oh, well, I appreciate that. <laughs> um, what would be your advice to someone who's listening and they're trying to decide how to even get started on eating healthy or moving more? So what have you found to be really helpful advice for those who are just contemplating moving into a different lifestyle? Well, first of all, make, a, what do you think, what do you, if you want to live, move into a different lifestyle, first of all, think about what you're eating. Mm. I mean, is it, are you eating a lot of vegetables? You should eat a lot. You can chop up all these fresh vegetables and I, we, I, I have them every night. I chop up anything I can find mm -hmm. and care, you know, you can chop up a little carrot or, and even I can put a potato in it. You know, sometimes uh -huh. I'm eating alone. Uh, after Jack died, I, I, a lot of times I would make just a one pan, you know, and I would, I would saute, um, you know, all my zucchini and, and broccoli and onion and bell pepper. Well, just anything you can find, you know, and just throw it in there, and then season it up and and with garlic and and then uh, you could throw in if you like hamburger, you can put in break it up and put that in it, or if you like ground turkey or you want, you could you get the stuff that's not even uh, meat. You can you know if you want to be a vegetarian or you yeah, can do that. tofu, and, uh, and you can have one one dish. A lot of times if I was in a if I didn't feel like eating much that uh, I, I would, but every night I have the vegetables. And then one night I just chopped up all the vegetables and I, and I put an egg in the middle of it, you know, mm -hmm. and then the egg would cook and then, and then I would just, or you could put two eggs in the middle of it. And that's mm -hmm. what I, that's what I do was a simple little, simple little dish. And it's not that many calories and, and it's, it's very tasty. Mm -hmm. so you just make all sorts of wonderful seasoning. Simple meals. Yeah, but I I try to, 
You know, Jack was great on being simple. I'm very simple. Both of us are very simple people. Yeah. <laughs> could call us a couple of old shoes. But, um, but we are, that's the way we lived our life, very simply. And, uh, and, and, and the, simple, the simple part of it is the easiest part of it. I mean, it's simple, easy lifestyle. And uh, don't try to be too complicated. Just uh, take everything as, a, as it comes. If you take everything as it comes, and you and you have to you have to accept. I lost a daughter when she was twenty one. Oh, you know, I'm sorry. I had to I had to accept that. I mean, people sometimes spend their whole lifetime feeling sorry for themselves, and their their, their child isn't going to feel that way. They wouldn't want to see the parents that way. My she my daughter couldn't she couldn't stand anybody to cry. You know, especially her mother, and so if I, I, I wouldn't dare. I and, and even I was afraid she might see me after she. I'm afraid to cry, you know. But uh, so you have to you have to accept life as it comes, and 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 if you can learn to accept life as it comes to you, uh, and it's not easy sometimes. It's tough. Jack says it. He says it. Life is a battlefield. And you have to, you have to, you have to fight it. You know, you have to, you, you, you have to accept life. Mm. And, um, and now I'm getting to the point where I'm 94 years old. And I, I know I don't have that much longer to live, but I'm kind of excited to find out what's on the other side. You know, I mean, <laughs> and I said, if my kids, I said, if you shed one tear, I'll be, I'll be back to, to, <laughs> to tell you to get, quit that, you know. Aww. So that's the way. That's the way I love. Uh, I live my life, and it's a lot happier than living a miserable life. You know? Yeah, I think it's a lot less work, <laughs> right? Go uphill or downhill, or you could be miserable, or you could be happy. You know? <laughs> oh, so what? What inspires you to be happy every day? Because it sometimes it's really hard for some people, especially now with COVID, and people are tired, you know, overwhelmed with what they consider. Life. Well, those, those thoughts come in. I just, I try to brush. I try to take a broom and brush them away. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I got a little broom. I not got today. That's the way. You know, you got to think that way because you, there's nothing you can do. What are you going to do about it? Right. So, so if you just complain and just and you're miserable uh, about everything, then uh, then it's. Uh, then you then you bring misery on to everybody you uh, uh, come in contact with, mm. including yourself. Mm. And, uh, so you might as well just just uh, let let go and let God ha handle it, you know. And right. uh, so that's the way I live my life, and I uh, I'm a, a, a lot uh, gives me a lot of harmony, <laughs> gives me a lot of arch. <laughs> it does, and you know just. I just, I didn't know that your, your daughter had passed. I can't imagine what that must be like. So to have someone, you know, I, I know people who've lost children and I, I can't fathom that experience. I have three of my own grown in their twenties now, but I, I, I'm just so impressed that you were, your attitude, your arch and how you built your life, even with such, you know, loss. I, well, I, my friend, Marjorie Peterson, um, 
she lost her, I mean, this was a long time ago, you know, this is, and, but not out too often after my, lost my daughter, she, she, she lost her two sons in an airplane. Oh my gosh. Their, their airplane went one point. They were going on Christmas Day, Arizona, one airplane with the whole family plus her two sons went down. And um, so we used to talk to people who lost children because we didn't advertise it. People just would ask and then one would tell the other and I had people call me up and say, I understand you talk to people who have lost children. And, and um, you know, it's, they've gone on to the next expression of their lives. And, and uh, so, and they've come into this life. Some people live to be, you know, little babies and some people live to be 10 and 20 and 30. You know, she lived to be 21. But, um, you know, again, it, you just never know what's going to happen. And you've got, you, you can go two ways. You can accept it and not, or not accept it. That's mm -hmm. all. I, I, I learned to accept. I've just yeah. learned to accept everything that can, happens to me. A lot of times I just want to sit and look at and cry. <laughs> if, I, yeah. if I do something, if it breaks or something falls on the floor or, you know, I mean, it's just, sometimes yeah. you think, Sometimes I think, oh, I don't think I can take this anymore, you know. Yeah. And then I get thinking, well, then I talk to myself and I say, well, there's nothing I can do about it. It's done. I can't, you know, Humpty Dumpty fell off the wall. Can't put them back together. And my milk bottle broke and the milk's all over the floor and I can't put that milk back in the bottle. Right. So... I have to have, you have to have a little talk with yourself, you know. It sounds like a lot of times you just want to just go. <laughs> sounds like you've had a community too around you of, of friends and family that were supportive and. Yeah. And there, which is yeah. so important too. Yeah, I've always had, I've been very fortunate to have very wonderful friends and, uh, and family. So. Wonderful. I, I thank God every day. Yes. So absolutely. if you want to live, move. And if you want to live, <laughs> move. Get the, the boomers. <laughs> yes, and get the boom. I'm I'm just you outside. Get it Amazon. I mean, we have a yes. We have a website. You know, a lot of times now this this with this COVID, yeah. uh, they uh this this COVID they can't get out and exercise, but we've been uh, Jack's shows are we have them like um, on five shows on a, on a disc on, on, mm. on, and uh, we've got 50 shows. Oh, and, wow. And you can, uh, you can get those on, on uh, Jacqueline, Jacqueline.com, L-A-L-A-N-N-E, Jacqueline.com or uh, Shop Lillane, you know. That's awesome. But, uh, but a lot of people are buying those those tapes because they're they're all remastered. They're just like the art that they were that, that day, you know. Oh, and wow. they're clear. They're not fuzzy or anything like that. And and he is so inspirational. I mean, if you want to have inspiration, I mean, fact is, I'll send you. I'll send you some. 
Oh, that would be amazing. And I will put the link too with everything um, where people to go. And yeah. I'm, I'm just so excited to be able to share, you know, the, this continuing journey that you're on and just oh, any, the story is amazing. If you ever get it this way, you want to come oh, and say hi. <laughs> I will definitely love to say hi. Oh my, I would be so honored <laughs> no, to meet you in person. <laughs> you, 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 you call me, I love, you know, when you're oh. coming to California. <laughs> All right, as soon as COVID lets us do anything these days. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, yeah, and you can get this on Amazon too. Yes. And all my books are on All my books are on Amazon. Um, okay. I think some of Jack's books are on Amazon. I will definitely put the links in the show. You can get it at JackElaine.com, shop, shop Elaine. Yeah. Absolutely, and I'll make sure. And there's some pretty cool photos, and you're showing off some biceps and some other things. <laughs> you're just a huge inspiration. I just want to thank you for all the things that you've done. Can you see that? Oh, look at you, girl. <laughs> That's impressive. Show us again. Show us again. I want to put this on here. Look at this. Look at this, guys. Look at that bicep. It's pretty old. It's pretty old. But That's a pretty impressive bicep. That's what I say. <laughs> Woo! That is amazing. Oh, my gosh. That's fabulous. <laughs> That's the best part. <laughs> oh, well, thank you Tell so where, much. Where's your podcast? Where do you, where is it? Yeah. It's, um, I, it's called Healthy Human Revolution. I run it with my two boys, my Jonathan, who's actually, they're all um, working on doing different things. Like Gabriel is like, he's, you know, he's uh, doing his triathlon. And, but my middle son, Jonathan, he's doing about 280 pull-ups a day right now. Oh my he wants, gosh. He wants to break the world record for the most pull-ups in 24 hours, you know, as he builds up and over time. And then my daughter is going to graduate medical school in May. Um, but anyway, it's Healthy Human Evolution is the name of the podcast because we feel like we need to start a, a revolution of sense because we're so sick in America. And so that's yeah, why I started right. it four years ago. And um, it's on, it's Apple, it's on Spotify, it's on um, our website, healthyhumanrevolution.com. It's also on the Google Play so um can you email me all that i sure will yes ma'am i will yeah i i'm just so tickled tell, to tell your here. sons to look up uh well it'll be in my new new book too okay but jack did um a thousand chins and a thousand pull-ups uh oh my. in uh, i forget the, the, the uh, minutes that he did it okay and then, so you're, they would love to see that and i in fact is i i'll try to send you some uh something about it for your kids okay oh my gosh that would be amazing i'll i'll email you um the address and everything and all the links <laughs> it's like this is you have just made my day if not my week i thank you so much <laughs>